Welcome back to the Pause for God podcast. Today, we are starting our last episode of our The Armor of God series. Today, we're going to talk about the Sword of the Spirit, which is our last piece of armor, and it's an important one. Let's listen and pause for God today as we learn how we can suit up and fight for God's kingdom. All right. Over the last six weeks, we have had the opportunity to look at each piece of armor and we've made it clear to the last uh, piece that is mentioned in Ephesians 6. So over the last six weeks, we have revisited each of these pieces and learned about the ways we can apply each of these to our daily life and how we can suit up and fight for God and his kingdom. So let's begin as we always have and read this time all of our selection from Ephesians as we arrive at today's piece of armor, which is the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So here it is said that the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. We have discussed God's word in depth before in previous episodes. The word of God is one of the greatest gifts God has given us. Commandments, wisdom, advice, and of course the gospel can all be found within God's word. The Holy Bible is where we have God's word written down to read, study, and hold. We find truth in God's word. God's word is truth, and God and Jesus are truth. Let's look at some evidence of this. In John 1, verse 1, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. From this, we know the everlasting importance of the Word and how significant it is because it has been there all along. The Word is God. God is omnipresent, and the Word is with God and through God and in God because God is His Word. And so His Word itself is omnipresent and always with us since the beginning of time. And we know that Jesus is truth and Jesus is God's word. In John 14, verse 6, we read that Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Here is this bold and honest and truthful and holy declaration that Jesus is saying that he is the way and the truth and the life, and no one knows the Father except through him. 
And as I just mentioned, perhaps one of the most important components of God's word is the gospel, the idea and the truth that God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for us so that our sins would be forgiven and that we would have the chance to live a life with God forever. Here is another reason why the actual, tangible, printed version of the Holy Bible as God's Word is so important, because through the means of having a physical copy of God's Word written down, we can then share that with others, whether they be in cities or rural areas or anywhere, in any language, the gospel can be shared because of what we have written down from God's Word. The next selection that I picked out was John 1 verse 14. What I love about this verse is it combines um, the importance of God's word with the gospel. It kind of intertwines both of those meanings in one. So John 1 verse 14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love that selection. It is so, so powerful. And it outright says how God is the Word and God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, who became flesh and lived among us. We've seen His glory through the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. He is the exact embodiment of God's truth and God's holiness as his one and only son. So we've looked at a couple selections that affirm and acknowledge the truth that God is the word and God's word is holy and God's word is so, so important. And we have many ways that we can read and understand and share his word. So then Why in this selection of Ephesians about the armor of God, why are they comparing God's word to a sword? Well, let's look at 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 through 17. 2 Timothy says, all scripture, so that's God's word, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That one is really important. I'll read it again. It says that all scripture is God breathed. Again, his word, it's from him. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, okay, that's us, right? The servants, the soldiers, the children of God fighting for God's glory and for his kingdom, us, okay, you, me, all of us, we are the servants of God and that we may use it to be thoroughly equipped for every good work, for every good work. So it highlights the actions of teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. And if we're going to look at that um, quite literally, it is saying that the sword is synonymous with these actions of teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. So if we continue with the sword analogy, we can learn that it is a God-given tool. His word, compare it to the sword, this sword is a God-given tool. And it is to be wielded by 
the servants of God daily in teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training themselves and others, not from a point of vanity or self-pride, but rather in righteousness through and with and for the purpose of glorifying God alone. Okay, so if we look at the the um, selection from 2 Timothy, and we apply it to the sword analogy and what that means for us as servants and as soldiers as we fight in our daily struggle and daily battle against the enemy. What does that mean for us? It means that the sword of the Spirit, God's Word, is a tool that is God-given, right? He equips us with all we need. And we are to wield that sword of faith because we are the servants of God, to teach, rebuke, correct, and train throughout our lives and use that sword of the Spirit in ways to glorify God and be equipped for every good work. And I kind of interpret the phrase there of every good work to also mean for for every good thing. We need to use the sword of the Spirit to... Um, set ourselves on the right track, to use God's word to squash and erase all the lies from the enemy and make good choices, have good deeds, good works for the kingdom of God. Um, Another word that really stood out to me there was equipped, right? We haven't really read that, um, that much in the selections that we've looked at. Even though we are using equipment in this analogy about the armor of God, This is the first time equipped has really jumped out at me. So equipped, right? That's the idea of full armor, not one piece more than others or one piece with the absence of other things. It's being equipped with the full armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. All of these mean that we are equipped and ready and have our full armor on in order to fight for God. And all of these are God-given. All of these are from God. And we have the tools necessary to stand up for his kingdom and to stand up for his word and good works and what is good in our fight with the enemy. So we have covered a ton in the series, The Armor of God, here on this podcast. And my hope and prayers for all of you listening is that you feel the full armor of God on you through the truth and reminders we've talked about and through God's word. I pray that you feel equipped and that you feel all of those pieces and all of those gifts that God has given you. And I also pray and hope that you feel moved and equipped with the tools that he's given you to help others. Because like I mentioned in our last episode, we are not fighting alone. We are soldiers and servants for the kingdom of God, fighting for the glory of him every single day. And we have a big job to do. It's a very, very important job. It's the only job that matters. And I am beyond thankful to have a God and a Savior who has finished the work at the cross, but still gave us gifts and opportunities to serve Him here on earth before we live with Him forever. Because remember, we're not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. God has the final say, and we already know He wins. So friends, thank you so much for listening to our series, The Armor of God, and I'm very excited for our next series because we are going into Christmas time. Our next series is called A Blessing in Bethlehem. 
The first episode of that series will be published Sunday, December 6th. I'm looking forward to reading through the Christmas story and Jesus's birth with you all. Finally, to round out this uh, series and the episode today, I would like to remind you guys that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, and we really value your feedback. If you have time, go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know what you are liking about the podcast and what you might want to see us do differently. We really appreciate your feedback, and the fact that our audience has grown so substantially just over the past few weeks is so amazing, and glory be to God for that. I'm excited that more people anywhere are taking time to pause for God. It's been a wonderful series, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Thank you so much for taking time to pause for God and listen to our podcast today. The Pause for God podcast is intended to be a supplemental resource to your own faith journey. This podcast is not to be treated as, nor is it claiming to be, a replacement for church. The views and discussion expressed belong solely to the commentators and are not tied to another individual, group, affiliation, or company.